0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Philosophy Guy podcast. Brendan Weber here, your host. And today we are doing another episode of Bad Philosophy that's presented in film. And today we're going to be discussing uh, God's Not Dead, the film by the, I think they're called the the Flicks. Anyways, it's, it's like this Christian uh, p- producing company that produces these Christian films. And we're going to be examining the bad philosophy that is presented in one of these. So I really contemplated whether or not I should do an episode about God is not dead films. Um, you know, why? Well, I was I was thinking, hmm, what what if I have Christian listeners? I was thinking, do I piss off a portion of my my audience? Then two thoughts came to mind for one. I shouldn't worry about that, and and just give my honest interpretation of the film itself and the philosophy and the bad philosophy series. It's to present this bad, you know, kind of worldview or interpretation or argumentation that's presented. So to clarify, this is this is not an attack on religion. You know, being Christian does not make you bad. Uh, God did not make this movie. Jesus did not make this movie. I'm critiquing the arguments presented in the film and the film itself. Secondly. From what I've heard, most people criticize these films, including Christians, because the films come across as just pure, disingenuous Christian pop- propaganda. Plus, the films make every character, or especially the first one, I'm going to be discussing the first one, uh, but, but uh, they make every character a stereotype, which makes for a purely cringe film. So today I'm going to focus on the first film and how the philosophy it, it clumsily, lazily, and rudely presented. Oh, and on top of that... All of that god 's not dead essentially creates this picture that if you are not Christian, you are depressed bad angry violent it's just like what the fuck were the, was the scriptwriters thinking when they made this film, and is this you know is this the best product they can put out you know to promote Christian views or you know traditional family and just stuff like that It's just really confusing to me, and the reason I wanted to take this podcast episode is Christians should be insulted by these films and their success. Plus, I don't think I should worry because my criticisms of the arguments and the overall story of the film have nothing to do with my actual viewpoints. It doesn't matter if I'm Christian, atheist, agnostic. The criticisms stand no matter my viewpoint. Before we dive in further quickly, um, I'd just like to say thank you for the support. Thank you to my Patreon supporters and also, I would like to to you know also point you to my Patreon where you can get bonus content and get some extra stuff and bonus episode and all that good stuff. So I'm focusing on this first one because it has the most to do with philosophy. Also, from my understanding the the other two films, they have a similar premise, so I think it would be overkill to get into them. plus I don't feel like watching that, if I'm being completely honest with you, uh what I mean is, as in why the other two are the same, each film has an over-the-top plot where good Christians have to fight against the the bad atheist or, or they have to fight against a Christian-hating government or fight back against an increasingly secular society. Basically, it puts forward this over-the-top idea that Christians are under attack on all fronts here in America. And all three commit similar mistakes in debate, argumentation, and just general discussion ethics i guess he's i don't know if i want to use the word ethics just general discussion overall so i'll get into that with the first one that had because the reason i chose the first one it has multiple scenes taking place in a philosophy classroom thus you know i thought this one would be just you know most fitting for discussion on this podcast so what is this film trying to say what is god's not dead trying to say to start i don't want this podcast episode I guess I should say to start, I'm pretty far in, I guess. But to to explain, I don't want this podcast episode to be about the arguments for and against God. That's not the main focus. More so, it's addressing the issue that films, that the film uh, sometimes present poorly constructed arguments. I know, I know, it's just a film. But I find it harmful when a film is so outwardly... Uh, disingenuous to an opposing viewpoint that it should be addressed so because i'm of the mindset that even films you know documentaries teachers anyone really when you're presenting arguments you should present the strongest arguments of both sides steel man them to use philosophy terms and then you know let the chips fall where they may so what i'm trying to say is by all means make a film defending the arguments for god but don't maliciously present the other side to make your point. You know, if if a film did make the good arguments and present it non-maliciously, this would not. This film might not have been in the bad philosophy series that I do. So this is just bad for everyone, both faith-based, agnostic, atheist. All it does is divide all sides to their into their respective corners of thinking. But anyway, let me get off my my podium and explain how the film does this. So the philosophy in this film, it comes across as a as a main, as at least the main pot point. So I need to, to at least partially cover the material. Plus, the philosophy professor, Jeff, is a perfect example of how not to be a professor. <laughs> so that'll be a fun little analysis to do here. So I'll focus on the three classroom scenes first off. So for philosophy side of things. But the plot itself is essentially Josh Wheaton decides to take a philosophy 101 class for a gen ed and it's with a college uh, philosophy professor Mr. Radisson, or sorry, Dr. Radisson who is an atheist. Oh yeah, and Josh Wheaton is a devout Christian. So on the first day of class Mr. Radisson asks everyone to proclaim God is dead on a piece of paper. Josh, being the good Christian that he is, says no in the name of defending God. Oh, and, and out of what looks to be at least 50 students 50 to 80 students no other christians are present i, I guess but which is kind of weird um statistically that just does not seem likely but um the film trying to push this idea that their viewpoint is under attack which is why i think the film did that because that is what they're trying to beat you over the head with if you've seen this film so Radisson in, in a evil sort of tone because the film wants us to immediately think this philosophy that professor like fits every evil stereotype. Basically it's like Josh, you silly Josh, silly Christian Josh, ha believing in God, you fool prove it to the class. If you want to talk about God, you fool, then I'm going to force you to give us a lecture presenting the arguments for God. Oh, and, in an evil voice <laughs> I'm going to fail you if you don't convince the entire class of the existence of God I'm going to fail you the writers basically scripted it like that, and that I mean I know I'm exaggerating for the purposes of a podcast because I want you to kind of visualize just how stupid they make this out to be so then Josh gets this innocent script he's like well God it must be it must be asking me to defend him so I will stand against this persecution of God So I would say, forgive my sarcastic attitude, but the film makes it so cringe the way they they try to raise the stakes of this situation, making something that is not clearly good versus evil into just that for literally no fucking reason. And no professor, no professor would challenge to, would challenge a student to a one-on-one battle for some weird, like, ego boost it's just a dumb fucking plot made by someone that either never went to college or purposely grossly depicted professors for to you know basically permit, promote their agenda it's just stupid so again getting the many problems i have with the scripting of the movie out of the way i will be getting into the philosophy very shortly they make every single atheist out to be these complete assholes and lacking a moral compass the film portrays itself as presenting a debate in movie format But by portraying your opponent in a particular way to fit your argument, that's what we call in philosophy a fallacy. Plus, the one character that could make atheists, you know, latch onto a particular character was the professor. You know, I'll call him Professor Jeff. And they made him into this asshole, stereotypical, evil character that the film wants you to perceive as just that. Evil. And no way for an atheist to connect with anyone in this film if anything the 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 christians that made this film made atheists more atheists and divided even more what does this do for anyone is my question like what what is the point of this film and the world's worst professor professor jeff our, our boy whom will make every professor that has seen the film upset by the depiction of them he makes two major mistakes as a philosophy teacher for one Philosophy class isn't about the, the philosophy professor just regurgitating, vomiting their own viewpoints they hold. You know, I was a philosophy professor. I never, I never had a professor proclaim, you know, my position is X. you, know, you can, you can get their leanings. I'm not saying that they're just completely benevolently neutral on their positions. My point is they're never explicitly saying something like God is dead. You know, the closest thing I think I ever got was I had a professor say that the arguments against God are, you know, way more obvious. And, you know, it's going to might offend some of you and just stuff like that. You know, m- me personally, I wasn't super offended by it. Like I get people have their own viewpoints, but like like I said, he didn't explicitly say God is dead like this stupid professor said. But anyway, they, they tend to remain neutral is the point I'm trying to get across. And why? Why? Because because the point of the philosophy, though, is to provide students the tools to reach their own conclusions by learning from the best arguments in in philosophy about, you know, the big questions. The discussion of God's existence is a fun one to examine. Secondly, to teach general reasoning and argumentation skills. So looking at the arguments for and against God, that would be a valuable exercise to accomplish those very intentions. Writing God is dead on the piece of paper does absolutely nothing to promote that idea in philosophy. That's kind of the idea of this podcast. Like I said, I'm not trying to give you my viewpoints. I'm just trying to explain why this philosophy in this film is absolutely shit. So additionally, let's look at the phrase, God is Jeff. Sorry, not not God is Jeff. Jeff would like to think he's God. But anyway, let's look at the phrase, God is dead. Jeff, the professor, admits he is taking this from German philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche. And he admits that it doesn't mean God was alive and is now dead, but he wrongfully thinks Nietzsche was saying God never existed in the first place. See, Nietzsche wasn't... Actually, making a statement about God's existence—that's if—if you know Nietzsche, that wasn't his thing. He was saying people's belief in God was no longer affecting their life decisions and how they live. He was saying God was no longer a moral compass or the 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 inspiration for life's meaning. So, if Jeff uh, or shitty philosopher or shitty professor knew about google he could have refuted his own point or made you know an actual correct one oh and then another knock on on mr atheist and the professor supposedly atheists according to the film are just misguided in the the belief of god something that turned them away from god they don't believe in god because they have reasoned through the arguments and evidence no it's some outward outworldly event that happened to them personally that's what the film tries to to beat you over the head with And this happened with Mr. Professor Jeff here when his mom died when he was 12. And you think, you know, how could God exist? Because how could he let this happen? Blah, blah, blah. So on top of this, Professor Radisson provides arguments from authority. Fallacy alert. By name dropping scientists such as Dawkins and whatnot, he seems to never mention philosophical arguments that provide doubt in the reasoning for the existence of God. You know, a, a philosopher is known by the school for being a devout atheist, yet doesn't no, just some very basic philosophical arguments for and against the existence of god and it's just a very eye-rolling point so we have these in this film the philosophy side of things i'm getting to now so we have these three classroom scenes where josh wheaton is you know he has to present his arguments for the existence of god so in josh's first argument he gives an argument pertaining to timing essentially how the universe is 13.7 billion years old and the big bang started it all so except Josh brings in an anecdotal, anecdotal example from one astronomer in 1920 that proclaimed the flash of light from the Big Bang is how we would expect God to do something when God said, let there be light. For one, this is anecdotal. And two, this is this is very much cherry picking. Uh, cherry picking information from the Bible. So in the Bible, God actually made a, a formless earth. The Big Bang... He he made the formless earth earth first. Sorry, the Big Bang has found that the Earth came billions of years later. Josh conveniently left out the, that point out of his argument, and his PhD philosophy professor was supposedly clueless on how to respond to this this claim. Also, a student rightfully asked, "You know what created God?" It's a good question. I'm glad the film at least, you know, at least someone made the effort to raise it. I guess they just so poorly executed all of it still, but, uh, which Josh responds by saying that God did not begin to exist. He always has. So basically you can't disprove me. So professor Jeff failed again here to point out that Josh was shifting the burden of proof fallacy alert, saying that it's up to the class to prove that God doesn't exist. Even though Josh is the one making the claim that he does exist, which basic argumentation says that means the burden of proof is on Josh to prove the existence of God. So the person making the claim, so without proper evidence a disbelief in God, remains a rational position. So you cannot just assume that God always existed based on the Bible. You know, that's faulty claim, in that it assumes a pre-existence of God without evidence in itself. So, let's move on to Josh's second lecture his argument is is uh, basically quoting Gavin Jensen which claiming that he is a philosopher scientist and mathematician blah 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 and that evolution doesn't account for life's origins okay by saying that Darwin himself said that nature does not jump and that in our cosmos life on earth did appear suddenly many flaws here again so Gavin Jensen actually has a graphic design degree from BYU he doesn't, he's not a, a PhD philosopher or scientist or anything, but I won't use that, use that position of authority. I'm merely saying that because I'm pointing out that the film name-dropped an authority figure, at least attempted to, even though he's not actually an authority figure, who isn't one. And Jeff also wrongfully does this. Name-dropping an authority figure does not increase the validity of your argument, is what I'm trying to say. But Gavin tries to say that something can't be self-explanatory, such as evolution. Which is fair, but again, the same goes for God, and, I, and there is reasons I don't think it. I don't think that critique of evolution is correct, but and we we don't need to get into that. The purposes of this podcast, but again, the same critique would go exactly for God. You can't just say God explains himself because he's God. That's what you call circular reasoning. Also. Regarding Darwin's theory of evolution, the film fails to point out that Darwin didn't technically develop a theory. He discovered the mechanism that operated as a foundation for evolution, which is natural selection. Secondly, evolution doesn't claim to account for the origin of life. What it's about is in the name. It's about how we evolved. But just because how life itself came to be is still somewhat of a a mystery, it does not provide evidence... For the actual existence of God, fallacy alert here again. <laughs> so, it's assuming that a mystery must mean, you know, God is the solver of that mystery. So it's it's just this fallacy of mystery, therefore magical potion, blah, 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 and boof, we have an answer. You know, it basically the answer is magic, the placeholder being God. Just because we haven't figured out something, that doesn't automatically mean that objector's chosen god of choice is proven to exist from that reasoning. So there's actually no evidence-based reasoning by providing this line of logic. See, I also don't know where this film is getting this flash of life's existence. See, life has been evolving for 3.6 billion years out of 13.8 billion. That's a good portion of time, not something I'd call a, a flash. And yeah, Jeff, our... Our good professor never makes these basic freshman philosophy points to refute Josh. But anyway, let's move on to the third one, the third lecture. Josh, in this one, he attempts to answer the problem of evil with the typical free will defense. Yada yada, God allows evil to occur because he wants us to have the free will to choose so we can enter heaven. Josh then goes on to claim that our professor Jeff that atheists have no grounds for claiming moral absolutes. It then digresses into this weird dialogue between Josh and Jeff, which I was like scratching my head when it occurred, like where Josh tells Jeff, science proves God's existence and you know it, so why do you hate him? The reason this dialogue confused me, I was like, where did this come from? Where did the, the professor admit that science proves God's existence? And secondly, so why do you hate him is another fallacy. So then you have Jeff who responds with, "God taking, God taking everything from him." And then the script writers give Josh like the, the supposed like mic drop moment, or we're supposed to feel this mic drop moment. And I'm sure Christians in the in the watching the film were the Christians that actually enjoyed it, because I know there's a lot of Christians that hated this film. But the Christians that enjoyed it probably thought it was a mic drop moment. How can you? How can you hate someone if he doesn't exist? This was the major eye roll moment for me. And, and it was like, really, that's that's what that dialogue led up to? That's what you wanted to get to? That's what a PhD in philosophy is able to produce as a refutation for what whatever the fuck Josh had just said? But anyway, for the sake of time, I'm admittedly going to gloss over this. But Josh fails to mention this: the general problem of evil. It's not one just... Facing atheists and Christians, it's also just assuming objective morality in general. And It also avoids the famous Euthyphro dilemma, that also suggests that if God determines morality, it still makes morality arbitrary. Consider this: What makes something good, good, and something bad, bad, or you know, bad, evil? You, you know what I mean? It doesn't. It doesn't feel like something is missing. Does or sorry, doesn't it feel like something is missing? When we say, because God said it, why is it good because God commanded it? You know, if you try to answer that without committing circular reasoning, friends, you know, good luck. So if our boy, Jeff, had ever taken an intro philosophy class, he would have responded to Josh with something along the lines of, I don't hate God, but the evil and suffering I see all around me provides ethical reasons for why God doesn't exist or maybe more accurately, if if he does exist, he isn't all good. A good being or person, if they had the power to stop it, would not allow so much suffering and harm to exist to innocent people. There you go, Jeff. That is the proper response, or at least I at least think so as a professor. So those were the arguments presented and why they were... Felicious and just all around bad philosophy. Also, the film didn't even touch on the assumption that Christians have with the religion being the one true religion. You know, where's the evidence? You know, atheist is one viewpoint, agnostic is a viewpoint, but then all the other religions are also a viewpoint. So even if you prove the prove the existence of God, you have to prove the existence of your own religion or the truth of your own religion. But allowed me to quickly go further into the other side of the stories that continued on this Felicia's path. So you have Duck Dynasty's Willie Robertson making his proclamation in favor of his religious belief in the film. You have Jeff, our favorite worst philosopher, or professor, philosopher also, who happens to be married to a Christian wife, which that plot is just absolutely ridiculous and they further attack academia by making him carry or marry his former student like just making this ethical issue there like oh atheists are just willing to marry their former students like just just this weird plot point they decided to include seriously this entire movie depicts anyone that's not a christian as people who make questionable ethical decisions at every turn and then you have Aisha who works on campus and is forced to cover her head because of her traditional muslim father the film also makes the racist move in the Aisha storyline by having the father abuse her when he finds out she starts becoming a Christian because he's just, you know, like this evil Muslim, supposedly. It's just the film. That, that moment is, is purely racist, and it was just another, just another upon a multitude of cringe moments. And then you had the vegan, humanist, atheist reporter, who finds out she has cancer. She tells her atheist boyfriend, and the film decides to give the boyfriend the most unrealistic response ever, when he was like, what, you inconvenienced me by having cancer. Why did you go and get cancer? You know, we're done, because we didn't agree to you getting cancer. It's just like, what? Who Who says that? Like, who the fuck would say that? This. It's just, uh, cringe. <laughs> but anyway, I guess the atheists are all assholes, according to this movie. Oh, yeah. And our boy Jeff. Here's a big spoiler alert. So, if you're listening to this episode, tune out for this part. Cause this is like basically tells you how the movie ends. You know, based on this, I've already given away a lot of the plots. So you probably don't care. But anyway, spoiler alert the film kills our boy Jeff off. Yep. In the end, he gets hit by a car, and the two priests that we follow throughout the film decide to. And the two priests are these, these random priests that basically say God is good a bunch of times. But throughout the film, they decide to try and convert him instead of calling an ambulance. You know, he gets, he just got hit by a car and they decide the right thing to do is is to not call an ambulance and instead tell him to convert to believing in God. Yep. And then Jeff decides to believe as he's about to die. You know, basically believe or die. That's the message I, I'm supposed to get out of this film. I, I don't know, but anyway... Last but not least we end at a new boys christian concert with Josh being congratulated by Willie for his bravery in standing for god everyone is converted and happy except for the professor you know he's dead uh the movie then tells you to literally text everyone you know and proclaim god is not dead In conclusion, the philosophy in this film is absolutely terrible. The stereotypes are fucking racist, rude, dishonest, and not making anyone change their mind. If anything, they change the mind of some Christians. And the plot of the film is so bad, I wouldn't call this film at all. It's a Christian propaganda commercial being marketed for Christians that have never met an atheist or agnostic that has thoughtfully questioned the existence of God. But that concludes this episode. Thanks for listening. Peace.